the lichen dies by ethel m merret from the book vegetable dyes being a book of recipes and other information useful to the dyer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org some of the most useful dyes and the least known are to be found among the lichens they seem to have been used among peasant dyers from remote ages but apparently none of the great french dyers used them nor are they mentioned in any of the old books on dyeing the only lichen dyes that are known generally among dyers are orchil and cudbear and these are preparations of lichens not the lichens themselves they are still used in some quantity and are prepared rather elaborately but a great many of the ordinary lichens yield very good and permanent dyes the parmelia saxatilis and parmelia omphalodes are largely used in the highlands and west ireland for dyeing brown of all shades no mordant is needed and the colors produced are the fastest known crottle is the general name for lichens in scotland they are gathered off the rocks in july and august dried in the sun and used to dye wool without any preparation the crottle is put into the bath with a sufficient quantity of water boiled up allowed to cool then boiled up with the wool until the shade required is got this may take from one to three or four hours as the dye is not rapidly taken up by the wool other dyers use it in the following way a layer of crottle a layer of wool and so on until the bath is full fill with cold water and bring to the boil and boil till the color is deep enough the wool does not seem to be affected by keeping it in the dye a long time a small quantity of acetic acid put with the lichen is said to assist in exhausting the color the gray lichen Romulina scorpulorum dyes a fine shade of yellow-brown it grows very plentifully on old stone walls especially by the sea and in damp woods on trees and on old rotten wood boil the lichen up in sufficient water one day and the next put in the wool and boil up again till the right color is got if the wool is left in the dye for a day or more after boiling it absorbs more color and it does not hurt the wool but leaves it soft and silky to the touch though apt to be uneven in color some mordant the wool first with alum but it does not seem to need it the best known of the dye lichens are parmelia saxatilis and parmelia omphalodes which are still largely used in scotland and ireland for dyeing wool for tweeds the well-known harris tweed smell is partly due to the use of this dye other lichens also known for their dyeing properties are parmelia caperata or stone crottle which contains a yellow dye parmelia ceratophylla or dark crottle and parmelia parietina the common wall lichen which gives a color similar to that of the lichen itself yellowish brown 
a deep red color can be got from the dull gray friable lichen common on old stone walls the bright yellow lichen growing on rocks and walls and old roofs dyes a fine plum color if the wool is mordanted first with bichromate of potash in sweden scotland and other countries the peasantry use a lichen called lecornora tartaria to furnish a red or crimson dye it is found abundantly on almost all rocks and also grows on dry moors it is collected in may and june and steeped in stale urine for about three weeks being kept at a moderate heat all the time the substance having then a thick and strong texture like bread and being of a bluish black color is taken out and made into small cakes of about three quarters of a pound weight which are wrapped in dock leaves and hung up to dry in peat smoke when dry it may be preserved fit for use for many years when wanted for dyeing it is partially dissolved in warm water five pounds of corcolet is considered sufficient for about four scotch ells of cloth the color produced is a light red it is used in the dyeing of yarn as well as of cloth in shetland the parmelia saxatilis scrotti is used to dye brown it is found in abundance on argillaceous rocks it is considered best if gathered late in the year and is generally collected in august linnaeus mentions that a beautiful red color may be prepared from the lichen gyrophora pustulata gyrophora cylindrica is used by icelanders for dyeing woolen stuffs a brownish green color in sweden and norway a vernia vulpina is used for dyeing woolen stuffs yellow iceland moss cetraria islandica is used in iceland for dyeing brown usnea barbata is collected from trees in pennsylvania and used for an orange color for yarn a general method for using lichens is suggested by dr westring of sweden in his experiments on lichens for dyeing wools and silks Quote, the lichens should be gathered after some days of rain they can then be more easily detached from the rocks they should be well washed dried and reduced to a fine powder 25 parts of pure river water are added to one of powdered lichen and one part of fresh quicklime to ten parts powdered lichen to ten pounds of lichen half a pound of sal ammoniac is sufficient when lime and sal ammoniac are used together the vessel containing them should be kept covered for the first two or three days sometimes the addition of a little common salt or saltpeter will give greater luster to the colors End quote. This method can be followed by anyone wishing to experiment with lichens. Dr. Westring did not use a mordant as a rule. Where the same species of lichen grows on both rocks and trees, the specimens taken from rocks give the better colors. Orkil or Arkil and Cudbear are substantive or non-mordants dyes obtained from lichens of various species of rosella growing on rocks in the canary islands and other tropical and subtropical countries they used to be made in certain parts of great britain from various lichens 
but the manufacture of these has almost entirely disappeared. They have been known from early times as dyes. They give beautiful purples and reds, but the color is not very fast. The dye is produced by the action of ammonia and oxygen upon the crushed lichens or weeds, as they are called. The early way of producing the color was by treating the lichen with stale urine and slaked lime, and this method was followed in Scotland. Orchil is applied to wool by the simple process of boiling it in a neutral or slightly acid solution of the coloring matter. 3% sulfuric acid is a useful combination. Sometimes alum and tartar are used. It dyes slowly and evenly. It is used as a bottom for indigo on wool and also for compound shades on wool and silk. For cotton and linen dyeing, it is not used. It is rarely used by itself as the color is fugitive, but by using a mordant of tin, the color is made much more permanent. Many of the British lichens produce colors by the same treatment as is used for producing orchil. Large quantities were manufactured in Scotland from lichens gathered in the Shetlands and Western Highlands. This was called cudbear. The species used by the Scottish cudbear makers were generally Lacanora tartaria and Ursiolaria calcarea, but the following lichens also give the purple color on treatment with ammonia. Avernia prunastri, Lacanora palensens, Umbilicaria velia, Umbilicaria pustulata, Parmelia perlata. Several others give colors of similar character, but of little commercial value. The manufacture of archil and cudbear from the various lichens is simple in principle. In all cases, the plant is reduced to a pulp with water and ammonia, and the mass kept at a moderate heat and allowed to ferment, the process taking two or three weeks to complete. End of the Lichen Dyes by Ethel M. Merritt from the book Vegetable Dyes, being a book of recipes and other information useful to the dyer. Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson.